0: On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television. Gibraltar Today with Kelly and Borge. Good
1: afternoon. GBC's election coverage continues on the show today, a debate on small topics, big issues. Candidates from both the GSLP Liberal Alliance and the GSD will be joining me in the studio and we'll cover a range of talking points from noise pollution to our beaches, antisocial behaviour and more, issues which affect our well-being as a community. We are on the back of a heated programme on GBC TV last night. The party leaders head-to-head for the first time at the John McIntosh Hall you were both either present or watching, uh, have caught up since then. Uh, Joelle, we flipped a coin. You do get to go first in today's debate. What did you make of last night's programme and the audience participation in particular?
2: I thought um, people were very engaged with the programme. Um, it's good to see um, healthy debates on both sides. Um, obviously, I, I am going to say, and uh, but I think this is true, um, that Keith did a fantastic job. Um, that he answered um, what were sometimes very difficult questions um, brilliantly, um, and that um, that he came across as, as as a man of the people, which is what he is. Mr Santos, how did you think the show went?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I was there. The energy was palpable. There was a an excitement and an anticipation. Um, I think that Fabian... Uh, gave a masterclass in what leadership is, Um, confidence, knowledge. um, I'm very proud that he's our leader. It was very obvious to me that he's the one person that can really take us and take Gibraltar further. And with regards to the audience, you know, um, both parties have their passionate followers and it's kind of a rodeo we've all joined and we just have to, you know, go for along the, for the ride. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the topics we'll be covering today there are many, so let's let's begin. They're all things which affect our well-being. So what would you say Miss Ladislaus is the the state of the average Gibraltarian's well-being at the moment?
2: Um I think that um it, there's a lot to be desired at the minute. Um I think there's a lot um a lot going on in terms of construction for example, so that we've got a lot of noise pollution, we've got a lot of dust pollution. Um mental health is a very big issue in our community, I think. Um, and it permeates all other, all other issues. Um, and I think we need to do a lot more in terms of mental health. I think the suicide rates have, have shown that in the past few years, unfortunately. Um, and I think that that's a very big topic that we really need to tackle head on.
1: Mr Santos, would you say the Gibraltar public,
0: are we generally feeling comfortable, happy, healthy? I think Gibraltar offers something for everyone. Um, Joel has just touched on mental health. If we look back pre-GSLP, what we got as a mental health facility or, or, or what was on offer is nothing comparable to what we've got now. We've been working towards our facilities. We have state-of-the-art facilities. And there's a big focus on our manifesto. In um, We have a whole uh, commitment to a quality. It's just been
1: released now at one o'clock, so we haven't had the chance to read yeah. it ourselves yet. But I'm I sure we'll have, have a chance to digest <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that over the coming days.
0: Yeah. And um, we have a a whole manifesto commitment on quality of life. We are working towards bettering the services we already have. Um, We've been working together with um, proposals from Jibsams that we've added into our manifesto because for us, our focus is our people, the well-being of our people and um, well being programs that we're also adding in the education department, not just for uh, staff but pupils as well.
1: Well, let's find out about some of those promises that you're both making in your manifestos. Let's start with anti social behavior. Now, the GSD, Ms. Ladislaus, your, your party promised in 2019, if it were to be elected then, a zero tolerance of vandalism, anti social behavior, and rule breaking in government estates. Does this mean eviction? Well, it um, <clears throat>
2: doesn't necessarily mean eviction. Um, it obviously, we, we I think to, it
1: referred to eviction within the. We haven't obviously seen haven't this yet, year's yes, manifesto, but going off 2019.
2: I mean, tackling antisocial behaviour takes many forms. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, the form of of eviction. Um, for, for one, we we welcome the introduction of the Disorderly um, Behaviour Penalty um, Notice Act 2023. Um, so, so we would what we would do is we. We'll work with agencies to to ensure that that's, that legislation is effective, um, and and obviously it's just come in. It's it's very recently come in, um, and so on the it, it what it offers is on the spot penalties. Um, so I think that that might go some way to deter um, some um, some people. way, but not enough. Some way, but um, but there needs to be a lot more. For example, we need to deal with young offenders um, as one example of, um, and obviously we cannot blame young offenders for. vandalism Um, but what we can do is when they're younger we can nip things like this in the bud like for example having a young offenders institution which we don't currently have in gibraltar Um, in the
1: GSLP liberal 2019 manifesto it stated vandalism and antisocial behavior was on the rise in gibraltar what has the alliance done to to address this rise over the last four years would you say
0: well, I'd like to say that we uh, do not tolerate antisocial behaviour. Um, and as Joanne mentioned, the penalty notice for disorder has happened during our time. I know it's uh, the RGP, but we, of course, support it as part of, of the Constitution. Um, we are also listening to the people and what they need. We've been in hustings for two weeks listening to the community. I think, GST, you guys start your hustings it's, today. Mike, yes. But we've been listening to the community for the past two weeks. Um, and we've already... um worked towards uh, providing security guards in some of the estates before we go into CCTV, because there are some issues in some estates. And, of course, the other thing that we are going to offer in this manifesto is a multidisciplinary um, programme to identify young offenders earlier. Uh, The point is to get all different organisations, education, equality, uh, care agency, all different agencies working together to identify um, children who are... starting to maybe we're noticing maybe that they could become problematic and just um, develop programs where we stop them uh, developing into adults who will you know be involved in antisocial behavior
1: you said your your party had a zero tolerance to antisocial behavior are there less cases now on the record
0: well i've got um Facts about, of, of, since the penalty notice dis- for disorder, I know there's been 33. Uh, there's been 35, two were incorrect, so there's been 33. Now, there's always going to be um, issues of antisocial behaviour. It's, 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 it's just something that we can only try and help to avoid. We will continue to try and identify these issues, have an early intervention programme, and of course, there's a lot of adults who, at the moment, uh, maybe haven't had or found their way, so we, we call uh, those young people NEETs, uh, not in education education um, employment or training so we're also developing a program so that we can give them skills and opportunities to develop their skills maybe from a lower set at lower level level one or qualifications that then we can grow because not everyone decides to go the academic route but we need to give young people a route to follow Let's
1: move on to noise pollution. We're such a small place. There are so many people, so many cars, so many large developments in progress around Gibraltar. Miss Addis House, is it possible to keep noise pollution at a minimum?
2: It absolutely is possible. Um, what we've seen at the minute is um, is indiscriminate um Construction, and by that I mean they they can start as early as 8 a.m. every day of the week, um, and they can go on as late as 8 p.m. Um, and and the impact that that has on, on residents uh, around the area, um, even on even on schools around and around the area where the construction is taking place. Um, I mean, I've got family living around the the Montague Gardens estate area. Um, And that has been absolutely crazy in terms of construction. They're suffering a lot from the noise pollution, from the dust pollution. Um, My parents' house is covered in dust for the most part. Um, And and it's something that really needs to be tackled. Um, We need to be more conscious of our planning um, and our development. um, And we need to take... um, You mentioned
1: reducing the hours. So instead of from 8am to 8pm, perhaps starting later, finishing earlier. Of course, with so many developments around Gibraltar, this would increase the development times and it would mean that it would take longer. So is that a consideration that you'd... you'd consider
2: it is something we consider but also um there's also the the, the point uh, to be made um, about noise uh, coming from motorbikes for example motorbike exhausts i think we need to do a lot more in terms of enforcement and tougher laws um, on that issue, because you can be sleeping and at three, four o'clock in the morning, you've got these motorbikes zooming up and down um, and something needs to be done about that.
1: But going back to construction, if you are reducing those hours of when people can work and there are so many projects are ongoing at the at the moment, what is a GSD's plan to strike the right balance of keeping these developments Going and progressing, while also reducing the noise pollution.
2: As I say, um, there's there's different things that can be done, but I think one of the very big ones um, is that it, it's reduction of hours. Um, it's it's for example, I mean, we we would we would, we would always um, say that all this building, some of it or a lot of it is, is luxury. It's luxury. It's it's for the few. It's not for the many. Um, so, on top of everything, people are having to suffer the fact that the, that these um, buildings are, are going up, but they're not going to benefit them directly. They're going to benefit others so that's an issue I, I, I don't yes. think
0: that's correct because uh, the investment in construction in Gibraltar benefits the whole community because whether you have a house in the or, or an office in those spaces uh, those are businesses that uh, benefit the community with extra jobs or you know they, they pay tax at the end of a of the year and and what we have is um the environmental agency with regards to noise pollution we have the noise action plan um so the government requires Major roads and to undergo a noise impact assessment. You know, so it's not like we we let construction just happen. And what, but for we, example,
1: if someone is living near a construction yes. site and piling is ongoing, and let's say they have a young family or they work shifts, and okay. that piling is from eight am to eight pm, surely you can um, ex- yeah. expect uh, people's mental health and their well being to be affected. I understand.
0: Uh, we've I've looked into the numbers of noise complaints. Um, the noise complaints so far this year have been ninety five. Right. Um, out of those, the majority uh, are not to do with construction, because I was quite concerned about noise pollution with regards to construction. And I've inquired about it. And most of them are about m- music or entertainment late at night. What we do or what we've introduced is the considerate construction scheme. So every time there's a new construction, they will need to follow this scheme where uh, there'll be uh, Protection on dust and, and noise, and um, when these complaints get passed on to the environmental agency, we'll just have to follow them through. And whenever these um, it's not followed on, that th- there'll be fines. Where actually, how, how
1: realistic do you think it will be using this plan to reduce things like dust and noise, which are just inevitable when it comes because, to construction? Because
0: when you go exactly, it's inevitable you'll have it, but you can always make it better. You go to big cities, this construction and just the ways that maybe the the, the construction is covered or. There are ways that this is not my specialty, so I'm, I'm not 100% sure of what actually the, all the regulations and pointers are. But I've spoken uh, to those who, those relevant in, in my party, and they've told me that this is a, a, uh, a programme that we've introduced in order to make make it easier for our community to live around construction
2: it's difficult um for somebody to hear for i'm just taking the point um hmm. the question made before um, it's difficult for somebody to hear that, that the pe- everybody's benefiting from from this construction um tell that to people who have been on a waiting list for or for housing for for years and and they're living in crowded conditions some are living in squalor it's it's okay. a it's a big issue and then on top of that we add to this this noise pollution problem dust okay. um it, it, it just compounds but, it. yes.
0: Well, now we are building, we've just released uh, houses in uh, Hassan's centenary. We've built 2,000 houses. A lot of these will release...
1: Oh, this is moving on to housing now, and I'm yeah, just conscious it, no, that we have a lot I of topics to, to, to cover this, this Those this people, afternoon.
0: if you mention the waiting list, I need to give a reply about That's the waiting list. So housing. hopefully um, the affordable housing programme will release a lot of government housing, which will, in an in, in, in event, alleviate the housing list. It's... The things need to happen in order to progress. We cannot... I would ask you, what do you suggest? Well, what no would you do? Because I'm I mean, telling you what we would do with regards to noise pollution. You need to tell me what you would do.
1: Well, well let's right. leave this for another housing debate. Another day, let's move back onto noise pollution. <laughs> Mr Santos, you mentioned complaints uh, for events. This has been a bit of a hot topic this mm. summer, where, with events being cancelled due to those complaints. Uh, Ms House, what's your party's views on this? Um,
2: I, I think we, we need to be careful here, because um, there's, there's noise um and then there's there's music for example entertainment and and that can be you can go a long way to mitigate um so that people still have their entertainment and their enjoyment um because what we can't do and and what we won't do is 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 pull the plug on, on such events? Um, they're important. They need to keep. Um, they're, they're there. They're there to keep our youth engaged. Um, they're there to keep the whole community entertained. So, for example, we'd work with with different associations like the the Mag, which is the Musicians Association um, of Gibraltar, um, and we'd work with them to you know to to make sure that 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 the impact on is, is, is lessened, but that we still get all these important events. I mean, I remember summer nights in casemates when we were younger. Um, unfortunately, that's, that's no longer there. And it's such a shame. Um, it's such a shame that we've lost all this.
1: It is a bit of a divisive topic. When, when these stories made the news over the summer, you had some people saying, oh, bring back the music, bring back the culture, bring back these events. You had others sympathising with perhaps families in the area who were impacted uh, by this. So, Mr Santos, how would your party have re-elected, how would you propose to strike that balance?
0: Well, we're currently looking at the entertainment licence and the new legislation, because we need to make sure that this covers everyone in the community. Obviously, as an event producer... Um, this is very much in my wheelhouse. And it's all about discussing it with stakeholders. My my colleague, uh, John Cortez, has been dealing and working together with all stakeholders. Um, there's a leisure areas in Gibraltar that also um, want to, you you know, they rely on leisure activities. So we need to strike a balance by working together with everyone involved, people in the community, as well as those in charge of these events, in order to find a balance where we could have seasonal permits. Um, there is, so there's
1: there are, no plan of such in place there, yet?
0: There, there are but at the moment the new legislation is being worked on because you know these these need to go through drafts, they're now working together with stakeholders. A work in progress. It's a work in progress but it's it's more or less there and it's just about finding a balance where we can make it of value to everyone in the community.
2: I think just to add that I think the issue here is that we hear that um, they've got a work in progress on, on a lot of their policies. Noise pollution, um, the entertainment, Um, construction, but they've had 12 years to get it right.
0: Yeah, but this is something that's been developing quite recently because of where we're at and where we're finding our events. Because I know I can't mention the C word because I know that it's a smokescreen for the GSD, but the world has been at a stop. And it's not that it stopped the legislation, but when we've restarted, um, now life we, we are getting accustomed to how life was before. So issues that we didn't have before are arising now, but not because of COVID, just because of how we are restarting our lives. All these noise complaints, like you mentioned, summer nights, summer nights never had any problems. And now, for example, events at night do. Well, maybe we need to assess where the community is at. And it's not a work in progress because we haven't touched it for 12 years. It's something that we're working now because the issue has arisen now.
2: Um, so covid just just to to make sure that it, that that everybody knows what we think um covid is not uh, we don't we don't say that covid is, is a smokescreen because you, nothing you happened did the other covid. Day. yes yeah. but what we mean by that is covid yes there was a stop and, and things occurred um and, and of course we expect some impact but what we say is that Pre-COVID, there were already issues, and those issues have just been compounded by the fact.
0: But this is not an that issue that was here before up. COVID. This is an issue that has arisen very recently. They have and always really, been
2: noise complaints.
0: Yeah, but not to a, a level of this engagement in the community where people want to have events and and people need to get maybe you're their licenses right as well. the culture is, right is well. changing in Gibraltar, is, is that what changing. you're saying? I think so. And after we've restarted, you remember we had nothing going for three years. So now that we've restarted, people are not accustomed to maybe having noise.
1: Now, we were just discussing uh, noise complaints, events, culture in Gibraltar. The Musicians Association of Gibraltar has issued a wish list and is asking for new live music venues and a commitment to help MAG with facilities and support to put on community events. Ms. Adesaus, does your party commit to that?
2: Um, we I mean we want to 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 support um all we can in terms of, of culture um we are looking at a, a theater and a, a multi-use uh, um, building which which also has a new facilities. um yes a yes we are I mean we're looking at theater facilities we, we in terms of the exact location or we obviously that work needs to be done still but um certainly that's something that we would hope to to be able to bring to the community um and and we would also have a, a multifunction, you know, um, so that we, they'd have conferencing facilities as well. We're looking. The idea
1: would be uh, for music, for for drama, That's and right. also for conferences. Yes, yes,
2: um, and we would also be looking at the review of legislation so that we can facilitate um, licensing on on live music, which should hopefully facilitate, um, in turn, events such as um, Mag hopes to to put on.
1: Mr. Santos, what's your party's stance on the matter?
0: So uh the new National Theatre has been a project that um the Theatre Trust has been working on. The government supports uh, supports this pro- project which would take place at the John McIntosh Hall. So that's with, with a
1: lot of money still needing to be funded well, for that.
0: Yes, that is uh, private funding. Um there's two different offers that have been put on the table that needs to be Do we
1: know like a time scale of that more or less on how long it might take to to raise that money and complete? Well the
0: money um there's two different programs. I can't really uh, speak much for it. I haven't been involved directly, but um, it's, Two different ways of, of getting funding. It's just that they need to decide in the National Theatre Trust. Because remember, this is not funded by the government. The government is supporting this, but the money comes from private investors. Then, of course, we've got uh, facilities that we're planning to offer studio spaces um, as well as. Where, you know, where
1: will you find those studio spaces? Well, and a space in general yeah, so generally yeah, is an yeah. issue. No, it's in
0: our manifesto. This was released already um, where the old prison used to be. There's going to be a refurbishment of that area for studio spaces as well as where the Squash Club, the old Squash Club used to be. That is is going to be used as premises because the issue in Gibraltar is premises and as MAG as you mentioned there they just got premises and with regards to live music venues and events um, the National Theatre has two different spaces and as I said before we are reviewing or finalizing and MAG is aware of this because they're part of the stakeholders that I think have been in discussions or in meetings um, we're looking at making this a reality within the next few months as if, if we get into government of course. Can okay, I will
2: just make a point on the old Moorish castle? Um, uh, well, the Moorish—that's where the the old prison was uh, located. Um, but um, in terms of of developing that, um, we would—I think—you'd need to make certain that um, first of all, we're we're affecting a tourist product there because because the Moorish castle is is so central to us. Yeah, history. but currently
0: it's not. That area is not a tourist product, so we need to refurbish it in order to um, become viable. But we're missing viable. a trick
2: there. We would be missing a trick there because again, um, our tourist product lacks we would say, Um, and that is certainly, it's of of historic significance, and and we're looking to build something that might not be sensitive to that area.
0: Well, mm, not really, because we'd be refurbishing it with studio spaces, we've also got a commitment for a Gibraltarian Identity Cultural Centre, so um, this would be in the likes of of seeing what makes a modern Gibraltarian, you know, like an exhibition, uh, places like um, that area, which we're going to refurbish and beautify, will hold these types of studios. These studios will be not only permanent studio space for artists, and they will also be uh, for people who need not don't need a full-time studio. And within that area, um, that would be the perfect area to add the Gibraltar Cultural Identity Centre, which is something that we are... Now looking into with regards to language, it's something that's very now we French. we do have a lot of topics to squeeze
1: yeah. into the hour. So if I may, if I may move on of to course. dogs, <laughs> dog fowling, dog parks, we have a lot of dog lovers in Gibraltar, something mm-hmm. that will be important to many. Um, the GST party, I mean, we recently heard a dog park plans are in the pipeline for the east side. What's your party's stance on dog parks in Gibraltar in general?
2: And would you find space for them? They they very much are um, and and it's a manifesto commitment for us um, because if we have dog parks, for example, uh, we ensure that um, other areas, first of all, are kept cleaner. Um, and we would we would be looking at dog parks in different locations. They would all be different um, and they would ob- obviously all be within the space allowed, in within that specific location in Gibraltar. Um, so that ob- obviously we'd look at uh, location in the, for example, in the south side and location in the east side and um, so there'd be various um, dog parks and um, we would hope that there's there's equipment for the dogs, um, some exercise, um, assault courses. So it would be made a priority? Yeah, so definitely. M- most certainly. I mean, the state of Gibraltar right now, um, it's, uh, to put it mildly, it's a a dog poop assault course. I've heard the the phrase used. While on the subject of um, dog fouling, in your
1: uh, GSOP Liberal party, are you satisfied with your track record on this?
0: Okay, so um, with regards to dog parks, we're actually not that wishy-washy with it. We're very specific. Next week, we're opening the one at the end of Eastern Beach. We've got uh, two more that We're going to refurbish Little Bay and Camp Bay area. So there's a dog park uh, for Little Bay. There's another one in a manifesto for Queensway. And there's also areas that are not exclusively dog parks. We've got an area at uh, the Alameda's, Alameda by Grand Parade. We have uh, Europa Point, all the green areas, including the areas around I believe the Nanswell. plans at
1: Europa Point and Queensway, they've been in the pipeline for, for quite a while, yes. no? never yes. material
0: yeah well now we're working harder towards it we know Gibraltar's well I'm a dog lover I foster dogs like Mm -hmm. in my spare time you know I'm that person (laughs) and with regards to dog fouling um, there are two sides here A lot of it is to do with cleanliness in general that we need to look into. And a lot of it is also about responsible dog ownership. We need to, as well as, as, as dog owners, make ourselves responsible for the actions of our dogs. We can't just blame it all on, I don't know, that the government doesn't offer dog parts. So that's
1: where fining comes in.
0: Yes, and uh, we've had... Well, and I've, I've got the numbers here for you. Um, so do I,
1: actually. You're oh, good. Um, <laughs> based on all. statistics given to us yep. from the government press office back in May this year, 91 fines for dog fouling have been issued since 2017. That's at £250 a fine that's a total of twenty-two thousand seven hundred and fifty pounds that's been brought in from from fouling fines. But in that same period of time, nine hundred samples were collected, and it costs around four fifty-three euros to test each sample. That's according to statistics yeah. we got from the press office. So that's cost a taxpayer forty-seven thousand seven hundred euros. That's actually a loss of around eighteen thousand seven hundred pounds over the last six years, depending on the yeah. exchange rate. So, are you satisfied with that? Is it fiscally responsible to keep? Sampling. If we're not making a return on that,
0: there is a fundamental issue, and the sampling will only give you results if the dog has already been tested as a, a DNA. This is and, and is registered on and the it's system. registered, of course, because we've got four thousand seven hundred registered dogs. Um, we don't know how many it's are unknown. Unregistered. How
1: many are unregistered?
0: Right. Yeah. So we don't know that. So with regards to testing, maybe we, you will test. For me it's a it's a cycle of if you're a, a responsible dog owner you'll be responsible enough to probably not be the one that um fouls leaves the dog you know poo or whatever in the street so if you are the type of person that leaves that, you probably be the type of person that maybe hasn't registered your dog or done your DNA, maybe registered your dog. So so then the fining
1: is, system isn't really the working. The finding no? system has... It's w- costing the taxpayer.
0: Well, this is something we obviously need to look into. These are numbers. This has been very recent. It's only fin- been, well, it's since been since... Well, has been since six years ago. Six years ago is very years. recent. And then I'm not going to talk about, you know, the cool. gap. But So um, even if
1: there were two years, let's say two years from the pandemic taken after yeah, that it would still be over, but still, over a four-year period.
0: Let's not use the pandemic let's say it's six years six years is not we- a long time for a program
2: the pandemic had the highest number um, and these were figures yeah. given by dr Good um, the pandemic during the pandemic there were the higher number of samples. <laughs> (laughs) um 232 samples in 2019 19 which wasn't the pandemic 20
0: no the pandemic was 2020 and it was only 118 that wasn't the highest number because it's actually the lowest number because we've had 144 2018 232 and then the pandemic is 118 and then we've had 177 173 so it's actually the lowest number but
2: and then compared to the fines that you issued
0: yes uh, Which,
2: by the way, um, um, when, when yeah, a fine issued. is issued, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be paid, or it is paid. So it, might, it may actually be even less that, that they've gotten okay. back from. That. But Ms. Ladislas, so we do this, if, if one second. Saying, just, this. just let Ms. Yes, Ladislaus have her say. If you're saying
1: that GSOP liberals haven't been successful in tackling the issue of dog fouling, then what research or studies has the GSD done? Uh, how confident are you that you can actually uh, correct this?
2: We're confident. I mean, first of all, the, the patrols and the fines um, in respect of, of registration of dogs, um, for example, that hasn't yielded many results either because 2018 to 2022 um, and the patrols are over 260 each year. But the fines issued are in five. But what will your party two, do about it? Um, so the dog parks go a long way. Um, we, would put, we would have pet waste stations at every dog park so that that ensures that individuals are going to, to these parks. But that, um, every dog, and dog and
0: park that. has that. It's not, this is not like a GSD initiative. No. Dog parks have that. But in the, the, the uh, dog
2: parks <laughs> have been a thing since the last yeah. election and, be, and pre that. And, and st- here we still are talking about dog parks. I mean, Gibraltar is, is currently infested with things like cockroaches, with, with, um, with rats, they're everywhere. And the, the fact of the matter is that we need to make sure that, 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 that this problem is sorted I mean right. it's not just finding how, how will you sort it cleaning as well it's not just finding it's also but no active
1: plans in place as to how it will be improved
2: well the the dog pox are our certainty it's it's definitely now manifest as there is a that's, lo- that's there is a lot of
0: you need to do you need to do and I'm I'm telling you what we're doing and what we're planning to do. But you need to tell us at some point, yes, the cockroach infestation. We cannot use cockroaches well, as a thing that's happening now during the GSLP Liberals. It's not a thing that's happening. But it's a huge deal to It's people. always been a huge deal, but we've had 60, 650... Um, we've responded to 650 pest control complaints, with fumigated sewer treatments, we've done 30 uh, sewer treatment fumigations, it's not like it's something that's, oh, this is new to the GSLP liberals, <clears throat> it isn't, this is something that we have w- worked on, and are working on, and would continue to work on
2: it's, I mean, we, we hear this um, this whole, we're telling you what we're going to do, the thing is they've been in government for 12 years, of course they're telling us what they're doing now this is an election, and so if you start rolling out goodies now before an election then obviously they're going to tell us what has what what been in the pipeline, what they've started doing Unfortunately, what we don't have is the inside knowledge and view. it's not
0: goodies. Like, the cockroaches, cockroaches if we're talking about eliminating cockroaches, please, like, that is, we can try and, and... Yes, but you will never eliminate cockroaches. You might not they, they, eliminate them. They will survive the nuclear uh, a yes, bomb if there but, was um, one. You okay, know, it's, it's how is
1: your party, um, what plans would you put in place to curb, it, for example, lots. cockroaches in particular?
2: I mean, I mean, it, it shocks me that we've got um, a former, recent mayor, um, and and civic pride is a is a big deal, um, and it shocks me to hear that. Cockroaches are always going to be around. It's no, a we're working deal.
0: towards it. What you're doing is it's... you're using it as a tool to, as, as if a it's tool. something that's just happened now. What is your so,
1: party doing to work towards it, Mr. Sanders? As I
0: say, we are. We have already done 30 sewer treatments this year. We've dealt with 650 pest control complaints. We have the environmental agency involved. It's not something that's ignored. It's something that's actioned. Um, what happens is that that it's very. We can't. I can't imagine that anywhere in the world can eradicate cockroaches, but as soon as we get a complaint, complaint. We act on it. We will continue to act on it. And if it becomes a a deeper problem, we will have to look into it and see what further action we need to take. But what we cannot do is use this as a thing that the GSLP Liberals is ignoring because we're not. We're actually doing something about it. While
1: While we're on the subject of cleanliness, there's just so much to squeeze in. We also need to discuss beaches, which, of course, impacts everyone in Gibraltar, everyone who enjoys using one of our wonderful beaches. Eastern Beach, in particular, this year, this summer, uh, there have been many complaints of the sand being dirty, children covered in black dust after playing on the shore. Uh, Miss Laddis House, how would your party maintain the beaches in Gibraltar? It's
2: a big issue. I mean, first of all, you need to start with the rubble pile that's that's on the east side that's that's affecting. Not, I mean, it's not just the the aesthetic of the of the area. It, it, there there are. Pieces of rubbish and debris on on the actual beach that have been obscured by the sand, um, and and we had pieces of, of rusty uh, materials and um, poking out of the sand over over the summer. Um, how dangerous can we get? Um, so first of all, we need to ensure that, that the area is cleaned um, and it's cleaned thoroughly, and and that we're kept on top of that. The the rubble pile obviously we, it needs to go. Um, on the on the subject of beaches, where, where would it go? Well, but this is the thing. Um, Again, we need, to, we need to look at that. And we, but we, we, need we need to, to stop
0: looking. To, you know what happens? A lot of it is there is this problem. We will need to audit it or we need to look at it. And sometimes if there is a problem and you, 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 see, you find a problem, you say, this is a problem. Now, this is the solution. Now, this is what I'm going to do about it. That's my view on the matter. We have a very clear view on what the issues have been in Eastern Beach and Catalan Bay. There is construction around, Joel, and we've had daily cleaning. We've had daily cleaning twice. But,
2: but and yet we're having problems still. And, and still we are here 12 years on and we are now having problems with the beaches. Um, they say that they're they're looking and they're going to do... and No, we are doing. We're done. not
0: looking. We have done daily cleaning. There is a construction site that will give housing to... Have you seen the, the, the towers? We're, we're building 2,000 and homes. You know, we, we need to be able to do one thing and do the other. We all want houses, we all want to progress, but we also want clean beaches. So we're trying to make it work. We've tried to clean twice a day. There is still going to be and we have continued to do so.
2: There's the Catalan Bay issue as well. Um, and and obviously, we, we need to be more sensitive to Catalan Bay itself. Um, so we are not saying we would not build the the, the marina, but we would, we would um, have Proper studies done by government, not by the developers, which is what's Mm. happened now, by government, um, before environmental studies, for example, and assessments um, undertaken of that area before that is developed. And in a sensitive way, that is in conjunction with what what, um, the residents of of Catalan Bay need and want. Just to
1: move on, because we are running out of time, I wanted to touch on parking, which is on one of our topics. If you can just very uh, quickly, I'm afraid, uh, sum up what your party's stances are on that. You're releasing your manifestos today, Mm -hmm. uh, so I haven't had a chance to read them yet. Uh, What's your stance on parking, Mr Santos?
0: Well, we started the Sustainable Traffic, Transport and Parking Plan, um, which is also um, together, which is essentially an environmental plan that we've been working with uh, the Ministry of the Environment. And we started the zone parkings. So that hasn't been completed, but we've zoned four zones. Now, there are areas, I work in the upper town, um, and I know that that's a nightmare. So we, I know we promised this before, and now we're going to continue um, with a car park, at Tanker Valeria and another one next to the which Plata was in Youth the, Club, uh, the
1: 2019 manifesto was, as
0: well. Yes, it, it hasn't wasn't completed. Happened, yeah, but it will happen now. We're very committed to this because the upper town area. I, I, I'm very involved in the upper town area. I live there. I know the problems, and I'm very committed to actually this. I don't think will be my portfolio, but I will try my hardest to push for this to happen. And we're very committed to it in a new manifesto.
2: We're looking um, at the introduction of a park and ride scheme, for example, um, which will alleviate its traffic on our roads because it means that you take tourists out of the equation we have thousands of visitors coming into gibraltar on a daily basis Um, inevitably they need to park their car somewhere Um, and that park and ride scheme would go a long way to alleviate um, issues with parking for for residents of gibraltar um, and for those who work in gibraltar and also we're looking at grand parade we're looking at the viability of um, underground parking at grand parade as well OK, well, thank you
1: both very much. To sum up, uh, Miss Ladis, as we did flip a coin as well to see who would sum up first, you were the one who were, who were lucky, perhaps, depending on how you <laughs> see it, lucky or unlucky to, to sum up first. Uh, how would your party improve the well-being of Gibraltarians, if you can just sum up quite quickly for us?
2: Well, I mean, like I said at the start... What um, would be a priority? It's... it's Look, well-being is emotional, it's physical, it's culture, it, it permeates a lot of our society. Um, I, I, ha- I said it before, I have to say it again, I think that mental health um, issues um, definitely must be dealt with, but I think little things um, that, that, that have a big impact, things like cleanliness, which are basics, we really need to go back to, to basics um, and, and get that right, because the moment we get that right, we're going to have a much happier um, society for it.
0: Mr Santos, so just for liberals how would you improve Gibraltarians' well-being? Firstly, we'd improve by listening to what the needs are. Well-being is an imperative part of uh, a good lifestyle. We have a big focus on quality of life, a big investment on uh, mental health, and that will in turn make our well-being as a community um, something that's not only achievable, but a reality.
1: Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kellyanne Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one.
0: GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.